1: the greatest success story the world has ever known and that is America. Thank you all for coming along with us here as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show daily 12.05 in the East until 2 p.m. in the same. Come along with us. I thank you all for making us as popular as we have become across the nation and even globally. I get uh, calls and tweets and uh, things from people um, in other and foreign lands. They're in foreign lands. But anyway, I thank you for being here with us. uh, And um, uh, Red State, the talk monster, the largest talk platform in the nation, is our flagship station. And if you're traveling through, walking through Times Square, you're going to pass by the iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not. It's about a block from where they dropped the big ball in Times Square uh, on New Year's Eve. And uh, the Red State Talk billboard is right there above that uh, iconic, believe it or not, building. And every hour the C.L. Bryant show, that's the reason I'm mentioning it, pops up right there on the Big Talk Monster Red State billboard. 24 hours a day. And OCL's face looking right back at you there in Times Square. I want to thank you all for being uh, really good fans and uh, really good um, in in helping us promote and carry the message of liberty and freedom here in this great land. Well, coming up in the next hour is going to be uh, the president of um, the company that I am Privilege to be a senior fellow with Freedom Works. I do, in fact, wave wear that hat often. In fact, I'm about to put it on here in about um, 15 hours and have some meeting some friends of ours down in Palm Beach. I'm going to be with them for a couple of days down there, and uh, yeah, I got to make sure that uh, we do the right thing and promoting the grassroots message leading up to the 2020 election. And uh our president Adam Brandon's gonna join us here um uh, the bottom of the next hour. And if you don't get both hours of the C L Bryant show, you be sure to uh, download free the C.L. Bryant Show app so that you can hear all of the show daily wherever you are. And the terrestrial stations replay the show um, during throughout the day. And if you don't have uh, the C.L. Bryant Show, at least an hour or two hours of the C.L. Bryant Show in your city, talk to your radio station about it. We'll be very happy to hook them up uh, with uh, how they can get that done. Now, um, Adam Brandon, the president of Freedom Works, was on Newsmax. And by the way, I was just on myself. I'll tell you about that in a minute. Uh, was on Newsmax yesterday uh, talking about how he, and I told you about this. I told you about this the other day you know, over the weekend um, when they came from the presidential speech the other night coming away from it. He was accosted. <clears throat> by, you know, it was terrifying. It had to be terrifying. There's no question about it. It had to be terrifying. Because, um, oh, y- 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 the heart beats fast enough when you got to face off one guy. <laughs> but I imagine that uh, it is true horror when you have to face down 60, and they are truly wanting to... They're just not talking trash here, Okay. These people will hurt you. And we're going to talk about that. I'm going to have um, my good friend Jonathan Gilliam uh, back on with me next week um, to talk about defense measures for your home. For you, it's time uh, now that, you know, you take these types of things, these types of incidents, you take them very seriously. You take a threat now. Of course, I've always dad, my father, World War II veteran dad, and he's the son of a World War I veteran. Uh, my father always uh, taught me to take a threat seriously. And, and that's why even to this day, men of my age, if someone says something that we're not quite certain of as being a threat, we'll ask, is that a threat? We'll ask the question, is that a threat? Because we were taught by our um, great gen- greatest generation parents to take every threat seriously. And so you're asking, do I need to take what you just said seriously? Yeah. And so the threat that Adam was facing on the street and Phil, Phil Bell, Phil, everybody likes Phil. You'd like Phil. Even Phil was a cost, it spat upon Chase. Adam's going to tell us that story. We're also going to talk about Paul's politics and uh, that particular campaign that Freedom Works has going. coming up September the 7th, Labor Day in 2020 here in America. And uh, it is now very important. It's, it's imperative. It's imperative, folks that you speak up and that you are prepared. Now, listen, you remember several years ago when I first started radio, uh, six, six, seven years ago, when I first started radio again, I've been on radio nearly 35, 40 years ago. I did Bread of Life Ministries for for, uh, several years on my own after um, Danny Mitchell and, Uh, Fred Caldwell stopped doing it. Myself and Melvin Tyner, the Reverend Merrill Melvin Tyner, uh, we did Bread of Life Ministries. And um, it was Melvin's deal from the very beginning. I got hijacked, but it was Melvin's deal. But in any event, we're doing radio now for six years down the road. And I used to use this phrase what are you prepared to do? Y'all remember that. I, I used to, I still use it occasionally out on the road when I'm out speaking. And this is now the moment that has come when that question must be answered by you literally in uh, understanding that you have made preparations in case you have to act are you hearing me I want you to hear me folks I want you to hear me I'm just not not just not whistling uh well I'm I'm a southerner okay and I don't go in for bashing the south and you know using phrases like just whistling Dixie but I'm not (laughs) I'm not I'm not just whistling Dixie here okay I'm a southerner. Um, hey, listen, my history as a black man in this country runs through starts in roots or grounded in the south. The good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent, whatever uh, happened in the south in America since my ancestors, both the blackens and the whitens uh, got here. I'm a southerner. That's a part of who I am. You can't change that. So what am I saying? You have to be prepared to defend what is yours philosophically. And it appears that we're going to have to help the police patrol. I don't know. And I'm not encouraging anybody to get out there and start uh, being a militia yet. You'll know. Hey, you'll know. You'll see it coming to you if you're paying attention. That's the problem. The only thing that we're paying attention to is what the the, the media Marxists. Talking heads are telling. That's what you're listening to. You're not paying attention to what's going on around you. Now, and, 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 you know, if you don't do that, if you don't pay attention to what's going on around you, you're going to look up at the head of your street. And you are going to see the maddening crowd coming down it. And if you have not already answered the question of what are you prepared to do, and if you don't take seriously what I'm about to say to you right now, be ready. Are you hearing me? Be ready if you are not taking that seriously right now, you had better be ready. Because whether the president, and I believe that we're the the, the Republican party, I believe that the Republican Party is on track again to produce a landslide. And you know what? Wouldn't that be just, just perfect? (laughs) <laughs> to go along with the fabled storied life of this president that we have and yeah i am um, a, on the board i am on the board of black voices for trump and i just did um for freedom works a um interview with newsmax uh, national report Myself, We'll have that that clip up uh, here uh, probably within the next few hours. But uh, the thing that is is necessary for us to to, to understand is that uh, this president is one of the very few. Now, the Kennedys had Hyannisport. And I see another Kennedy, Joseph Kennedy, the the third or the fourth is is running um, for office. We'll take a look at that here shortly. But the Kennedys had Hyannis Port, and of course uh, the Roosevelts had, you know, uh, their Cool Springs resorts and where they got away to and all that type of thing. But you have a president here, and, and people try to discount him. They say he's not as wealthy as he uh, says it, 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 Listen, I've been to Mar a Lago. Jane and I, Jane and I, uh, two, three Christmases ago, two Christmases ago, um, or maybe it's three now, we went to Mar-a-Lago right after the president was elected. We went to Mar-a-Lago, and yes, we were there in the dining room with him at Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago is an incredible, incredible, incredible place. That's his. I've not known a president that owns that. I've not known a president that owns Trump Towers. I've not known of a president that owns a, a Scottish uh, castle with a golf club attached to it, in Scotland. So, uh, whether you know the whether you want to say you know oh, he's not as wealthy, he, he's still got a lot of stuff that you know no president's ever had. I don't care what you say. Okay, so shush it. Just just knock it off. (laughs) It's just ridiculous uh, the way they play this and try to to make this out with this president. Be ready. Be prepared. What are you prepared to do? As an old Cub Scout and Boy Scout, uh, didn't hang in the Boy Scouts too long. I decided to pursue other things. But I was a Cub Scout for a long time. Yeah. I was a Boy Scout for about two years, for about two years. Uh yeah, moved on. Be prepared. Ammo, get it. I'm encouraging you to get that. What good is a gun without it? What are you going to do? Throw it? It becomes a, a steel rock. <laughs> Just throw it. If you don't have any ammunition, a gun's useless. Knife is much better in, in that situation. At least it's gonna come down to hand to hand with the knife. And of course the knife never misfires, it it's always loaded. That's according to um, self defense instructor that I'm very close with. You need to be prepared. You need to be prepared. Regardless of who wins this election, unrest will exist. And I am so glad that the questions are finally being asked publicly, who's funding this? Because, you know, you get wave after wave after wave, perpetual, perpetual, perpetual people being flown in, bust in. Somebody's funding this. These people have to eat Uh, when they come into the city. They're staying somewhere as far as hotels or, you know, tenement houses, what have you. I don't know. The question has to be asked, who is funding this? And the question also has to be asked, how come this question has not been asked uh, other than by the president? Sooner. Why hasn't the news media invested what has happened to investigative journalism in this country? Huh? What what has happened to investigative journalism in this country, where you begin to follow the money back to its source? We don't have that anymore. Otherwise, we would have known who was behind and who is behind the uh, financing of this anarchy in the streets of America. The The news media would have exposed it. And by exposing it, you control it. Yeah, yeah. By exposing it, you control it. And so that is what we are wanting to do now is expose that so that you can control it and people can see for themselves what it is, what it's about, why it's happening. We come back uh after the break. Now the president goes to Wisconsin. The governor of Wisconsin and the mayor of Kenosha didn't want him to come. Huh. It's gonna be triumphant. It's gonna be remembered as triumphant. And the governor and mayor of Wisconsin will change in the next election cycle. Thank you for the two seats that you've just given to someone much more conservative than you. And as we move forward down this 2020 trail, in a minute 62 days now that we're looking at, just over two months before we elect Donald John Trump again to the presidency of the United States. I believe that his coattails are going to be strong. I believe that what the uh, progressive socialist Democrats have done is actually set the stage for their own demise. I'm going to talk about that a little bit. They they have actually, and I I think it could be purposeful because they don't want Joe Biden or Harris either. I'll be back. I'm CL. Don't go anywhere. Coast to coast, border to border, over the talk, monster. Red State Talk Radio. After these words. (laughs) back with you on this fantastic day in the usa and yes every day that we are still a republic is a great day in the usa and we must keep it that way i believe that that is becoming more and more apparent to americans independent voters in particular and even to Democrat voters who I don't believe are going to go to the polls and vote for Joe Biden. I just don't, I just don't, you know, yeah, you'll have your diehards uh, who are in the, a part of the socialist agenda and want to see that socialist agenda. Of course, they're, they're going to want to see that um, uh, vote go to Biden so that that fundamental change that they have been wanting can occur, right, right. So, yeah, there's gonna be. I, I, I'm seeing. I'm seeing this beginning to develop, and um, you can say that I've been shown this in my spirit. Uh, yes, I believe that Donald John Trump is going to win over. Joe Biden is going to have a McGovern-like defeat. I've heard the president say that he may even be able to play for New York State, for the state of New York. Can you imagine that Trump pulls off a Nixonian-like win and takes states like that. I was talking about his storied career and the things that he has accomplished in his life uh, with properties that he owns. The Probably one of the most, uh, if not the most successful reality TV show ever. It was called The Apprentice. Everybody was on it. Everybody was on it. And Dennis Rodman, everybody was on that show. you know. And then Schwarzenegger took it over and crashed into the ground. <laughs> so this is who you have as President of the United States, someone who is accomplished. And now let's contrast that. Let's let's turn the Can we can we we contrast that a little bit? Joe Biden. Has. um, Been in office 47 years, right? Let's say that uh, Donald John Trump, you know, has been on the scene for what, 35, 35, 37 years because. You know, he he didn't have didn't have the national prominence um, forty years ago, but he he has the national prominence now. I mean, he is he is a staple. Thirty seven thirty seven years ago, I believe it became a staple, and that, that's about right because Herschel Walker said that uh, he's known him that long, and and I think uh, at the very beginning of his meteoric rise to being to having that brand is when people like Walker, Herschel Walker began to know him and you know, so forth and so on. All right. Joe Biden, on the other hand, forty seven years in politics in Washington, DC, representing a very tiny state, Delaware. has done very tiny things. That's a fact. Joe Biden, from a very tiny state, has accomplished very tiny things in 47 years. And you have supposedly respectable polls... that has, I'm contrasting now Joe Biden's accomplishments compared to the mammoth accomplishments that Donald John Trump has had. Mammoth. I mean, you know, let's face it. Trump Tower is, uh, is, is a reality. Mar-a-Lago is a reality his golf clubs are realities the apprentice was a reality there's not many places on the face of the globe that you can go where there is television that you can mention the name of trump and they don't know who it is mention biden um you know some people will say oh i Oh, that oh that was in even here in America you can ask American kids who the vice president of the United States was because you can do that at any time at any time. You can probably do it now even with Mike Pence because Mike keeps a very low key. Vice presidents do that. That's their job in life. That's their assignment. But nobody knew who Biden was. Trump could not be a vice president. <laughs> oh no, no, no! Personality's too big. He could he could not be a vice president. And you know, a lot of people ask uh, the question: uh, Why would Joe Biden choose somebody like Kamala Harris to be his VP? And it's an amazing thing when you look at it, even though Joe uh, used to have a decent personality, you know, but he's, he's lost a step, maybe two. Uh, you know, he's just lost maybe a step. Joe's still there. He's just just not, you know, on, on the game, he, on his game the way he was at one time. But Kamala Harris is, uh, even though she's a great talker, former prosecutor, all this kind of thing, uh, she, uh, she doesn't have... Her personality, is, your stage presence is incredibly lacking. Yeah, you know, that, that's what makes a good uh, candidate. That's what makes a good uh, a preacher, a good politician, uh, whatever. Stage presence. What is it they project? Are, can they? Do they? Pro, what are they projecting? Do they exude confidence? Or are they just saying something reaching for straws? Or do they appear to know what they're talking about? Joe Biden is saying things. When you see Joe Biden talk, he's saying things reaching for straws, hoping that whatever he's throwing against that wall sticks. Kamala Harris the same way. They're the same people. Donald Trump, whatever he's saying, he, he, regardless of how you may say he should have said it, <laughs> you know that he meant it. <laughs> uh, and I, Let me tell you something. That, my friends, I appreciate. I appreciate that over someone trying to paint me a, a rosy picture. I mean, you know, it's like we used to say back in the day, don't uh, pee down my leg or don't pee on my leg. And try to convince me that's rain. OK. Uh, and, and that's what Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, that's what the Democrat Party is and has been doing, they've been peeing on the American leg, trying to convince us that it's raining. And Americans, we somehow, oh, we giggle and grin and, oh, you know, okie doke <laughs> and go on. It's, it's raining it at one spot. I've seen it do that before. I've seen it rain in one spot before. That's what the Democrats are telling me. It, 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 it just rained on my leg. <laughs> uh, yeah. We have been convinced <laughs> that it's raining while they are actually standing there. On the American leg, oh, don't worry about it. It's just, it's just a little rain. Nothing but water. Yeah, it's excrement, and it's political excrement that we are beginning to smell as it dries. And fortunately for us and unfortunately for Joe Biden, America is beginning to get a whiff of the excrement that they have been putting on the American leg trying to convince us it's rain. It's beginning to smell a lot like under the bridge of a homeless camp in this country, you Democrats are reeking of excrement. Oh, uh, hey, listen, people like me and my film, Runaway Slave, Freedom Works, uh, we've been trying to tell people for years that they are... Peeing on your leg and trying to convince you that it's raining. And so many. I mean, you know, FreedomWorks, largest grassroots organization in the nation. Six million, we boast. And it's growing. You need to go there, FreedomWorks.org, FreedomWorks.org, and become a part of a movement of people telling people that there are those in this country who are trying to <laughs> convince you that all that is on your leg is rainwater? Wake up, America. Wake up. You know, I said this yesterday, I need to say this again because it's worth repeating. Black folks have been trying to get away from a place for decades. We've been trying to get away from a place that uh, people, when they see us, all they saw was a color. And they treated us like a color. Because colors, uh, you you know, hey, they only have a value for whatever it is you're wanting to use them for. That's all a color, that's all a color has. You know, it's useful for what you need it for at that time. Oh, get me a black guy. We need a white girl here. Oh, we need to put a Chicano there. A brown person there. Can you have an Asian walk through? They one of the coloring the representation. It's only good for when you need it. But there are things in your character that make up this nation. Your color uh, doesn't necessarily create the character. The character is created by a hodgepodge of people that you may have came, come in contact with, whether it's on television or in person throughout your life. And the oddest thing to think about as a black person who is uh, uh, now in his 60th decade on this earth, the uh, thing to think about is that when we were watching television, as I was coming up watching television in the 60s and, and the 70s, you know, when we were watching television... The stories and the characters that they presented to us—that did, in fact, shape a, a reality of growing up in this, uh, being a young man in the seventies, uh, in this, you know, in the eighties, young man in the nineties. Being a young man was that most of those characters and storylines portrayed stereotypes. And people in the 45 to uh, 65 age bracket, in that 20-year age bracket, if you go back uh, into, into time, you will see that the stereotypes that were presented to us in the... 70s and the 80s and the 90s, beginning in the late 60s are a propitiation of how our American culture is seeing itself to this day. Black, black uh, exploitation, black exploitation movies, black exploitation movies The evangelicals didn't have anything to do with that, did they? At that point in time. Or did they? There are black evangelicals who went and saw those films all the time. Evangelicals. Evangelicals. The thought just came to me. How have they remained silent? in in the exploitation black evangelicals i'm talking about how have they remained silent in the midst of all of this how but they have certainly have So what are you prepared to do? Back to what are you prepared to do? In the face of coming unrest, what are you prepared to do? Have you prepared at all? Americans, that's the questions. Those are the questions that you must ask yourselves. What have I prepared to do? So, we'll be back. With more of the C.L. Bryant show. AstraZeneca vaccine candidate begins late stage U.S. study. The cure is on the way. Cure is on the way. We may have a Donnybrook yet. Without mask. Even though they're pushing those masks. I think they're going to disappear. I'll be back. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life.
0: You thought I was worth keeping.
1: So you cleaned me up inside. Stand up for America. Then, Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. You're always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. Yes, indeed I do. <clears throat> for the flag I stand. D Rock. So happy to lend my voice to uh, one of his hits Uh Um, I am an American Yeah, I'm an American (laughs) Love that song Um, Listen folks We are I think just uh, a very short time away from the cure for the coronavirus. And then what? Have we asked ourselves that question? And then what? Do you remember before corona hit that um, <clears throat> even, it's uh, you can tell when there's a windy day and things are blowing around, my allergies begin to kick up. But uh, do you remember what it was like? You remember going to the Walmart? No racial tension. You went to the bank, no racial tension. You walked down your streets. And no racial tension there, huh? Drove down your streets. Did you see any racial tension? Racial tension may exist in your city halls and places like that. That's where it may exist in politics. And that's where we're seeing it most now is in politics. But among us, the people, do you remember what it was like? We were all excited about prosperity and how the country was booming. So what happens when we come up with the vaccine? Are we going to be able to leave this nuttiness alone? Because surely once the vaccine is out, the markets are going to explode. Now, they could go the other way if Joe Biden Wednesday um, presidency. You can get ready for just absolute <laughs> medieval times. Yeah, it's going to be futile. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going to be medieval times if Joe Biden wins the presidency. But the president, Donald John Trump, brought in with his administration a period of, of um, prosperity into our nation. And we, we're still enjoying it. Americans, uh, you guys, there are people who haven't hit a lick at a snake. pardon me, in four months, yet got paid more than they were making on the job. You're enjoying prosperity of a nation that cannot sustain that much longer unless you go back to work so that we can store up for the next time. And surely the next times do come. But, but, but that's what you are enjoying. Prosperity from when we were prosperous. And, and, and believe me, if we had not ridden that wave to, that economic wave to the heights that we rode it and made the type of money that we were making in this nation... In those three and a half years, while they were trying to uh, pin a Russian collusion on this president, while they were trying to impeach this president, while they were uh, just totally attacking him every day. If we had not reached the economic heights that his administration and his policies provided. It would be hard for us to imagine how we would have made it through. This type of pandemic and seen Americans through with sending them money. I hear so many um, Americans saying, well, I'm just getting my money back that I paid in. And that same American forgets that they get a tax refund every year. Now, me, I hadn't had one in years. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure the president hadn't had one in years either. I hadn't had a tax refund in years. But uh, that you forget how prosperous we are and that you're experiencing the benefits of that prosperity even sitting at home. So what do we do once things... G- do things go back to normal or will we will we settle in to what i do fear and i'm concerned about it what we're too readily calling a new normal i don't want this Ever to be a new normal where we are afraid of one another where we don't gather with one another and where we are buying into a perception and believe me folks I grew up in the in the segregated South Shreveport Louisiana in last city in the city in the in the country in the Civil War to concede defeat that's Shreveport city I was born in raised in, cut my teeth in political teeth in as a Democrat in I, I understand racism I've seen it, I understand it very very clearly what racism is I understand that but the type of racism that we want to claim exists, it did exist when I was uh, fighting it, even as NAACP pre- NAACP president in Garland, Texas but what our young people are trying to push forward, or at least what what Black Lives Matter and Antifa would like for them to embrace, is something that does not exist in this country. Not in the way it existed when I was coming when I was a young man. It does not exist that way. No, well, we're we're the greater threat to ourselves. Through our um, bad choices of what causes we follow, black people, and I'm black for full disclosure, we are uh, our worst enemies. We are, black people, we are our own worst enemies. We find it convenient because we're always given these people conveniently to blame. But they're not to blame. In fact, it's just the opposite. Republicans have always been the um, harbingers of freedom. The party was founded upon that. They set the slaves free. They set the slaves free. Right? They set the slaves free. Republicans have always been the champions of the freedom of man. It's Democrats who weren't. Get my movie, Runaway Slave. Get it on Amazon. Runaway Slave, my movie. Made it eight years ago. You see Walk Away. You see uh, Blexit. But well, my movie was the launching path for that, for those two things. My movie was. Everything, you know, you hear people like them and other black conservatives coming out talking about today. We were talking, we, we made a movie about it eight years ago. It's called Runaway Slave. Get it. <clears throat> and uh, you'll see where the roots of that come from. It has been a a privilege to, many times, be out ahead of things that were coming. And I thank God that I was out ahead of the modern. Because Dr. Thomas Sowell and Walter Williams, you know, uh, Herman Cain, they were the voices that I heard, you know, especially Herman Cain and Dr. Thomas Sowell, personal. I mean, Dr. Soul's in my movie. In fact, Herman's in the movie. Mentors of mine. And they were the voices that I heard. And my voice was the one which... Capsulized Doctor Souls and Herman Cain's voice <clears throat> into one movie, <clears throat> into a movie. Frederick Douglass's voice is being heard, but also you hear the voices of Dick Gregory, liberal, gone on to be the Lord. Now uh, you hear the voices of Jesse Jackson. You know Jesse for who he is. You see Al Sharpton. Huh? You see Julian Bond. In my film. But you also see the mingling of Breitbart being there, and Glenn Beck is there. Alveda King, Star Parker is there. Dr. Stefan, or Pastor Stefan Broden, Stefan Broden is there. You see, everybody's in the film. It's a hodgepodge of uh, people who have been involved in bringing us as a society to where we are. So, do we ever get back to where we were going before Corona? Do we ever get back to where we were going before Corona? Before Corona, do we get back on track? Friends, can you imagine where we would be um economically in this country there were businesses that were beginning to emerge young businesses that were beginning to emerge from the shadows as players they had the capital that they needed to start up and they had started And then, the government shut down. And then businesses were told to shut down. The oddest thing will, will ever exist to me, and you're hearing it. You're hearing it now. You're hearing people say, "You know, wear masks, save lives." Well, they've. Been, um, if the mask worked, then why did we ever shut down businesses? They don't work. Why are we wearing them? If the mask work. Why did we ever have to shut down businesses? Why did that young startup business? Why did that that startup business? Why is he now bankrupt? I'll be back. Bottom of the next hour. Adam Brandon, president, Freedom Works. I'm CL. Don't you. Go Anywhere.
2: I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. I'm just a pilgrim on this road.
1: Welcome back, everybody, throughout the Fruited Plains of the Greatest Nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known. And that is America. <clears throat> I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the CL Bryant Show. I am CL Bryant, and I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation here daily. On the C. L. Bryant show, uh, I uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour will be president of Freedom Works and my good friend, my good friend Adam Brandon. Adam Brandon will be coming up and um, uh, got a lot to talk about. Now, there's a special thing coming up that Freedom Works campaign uh, has a campaign going on. It's called Pause Politics. One day step back, celebrate one another as um, Americans, regardless of our stripe or regardless of what, you know, it is, what what flag you're waving or what have you, regardless of that, you you want to take a a, a moment to pause, pause the politics of it all. And uh, friends, I certainly hope that uh, you can help us lower the temperature a little bit here in um America by taking the time to pause politics just take the time to do that huh is that, is that possible? Or are we too wrapped up in our emotional baggage? To do such a thing is to just pa- it has become absolutely toxic the intolerance that we have toward and for one another in this country. So what FreedomWorks is doing is asking the entire nation, hey, let's just take a breath. Let's let's, let's step back on Labor Day, September 7th, Labor Day. Let us all, Americans, as we... See the changing of our seasons happen began to happen, and hey, it's going to be nice and cool here in Louisiana starting next week. See the some of the nighttime lows are going to be down in the fifties. Uh, yeah. So as the seasons began to change, my point being, as the seasons began to change, let us then take a moment. Pause uh, the politics of it all. That and it's it's amazing. I, it used to be that every four years, well, you know, your um, political antenna and so forth would go up. Uh, at least that's the way it would be for the average American. For me, it was you know it's nonstop. <laughs> I've been involved with this uh, stuff here for thirty five, forty years. Politics, yeah. It's for me, it's a way of life, but I want you all to pay attention. Go to freedomworks.org, freedomworks.org. We're going to talk a little bit more about that and why this now with uh, president, president of FreedomWorks, Adam Brandon at the bottom of the hour. If you don't get both hours of the show, the C.L. Bryant show, be sure to Download free the C.L. Bryant Show app, the C.L. Bryant Show app, and um, you too uh, will be able to join us, and as soon as we get past this little rough patch here, what we're going through with corona and all that type of thing, we'll begin to take the calls, all the calls again, I just haven't been able to uh, work the board and all that kind of thing, I, I, you know, I, I mess up enough shows as it is. <laughs> so, because I don't have a tech here with me. It's not here. I don't have a tech here with me. And so uh, I mess a bunch of them up. I don't mean to, but that's what happens. So, we're going to take calls. As soon as all of this is over, because I used to love, I used to love the interaction that would come with you all, and it would be so crazy sometimes because the you, you didn't realize who's actually li, who's actually uh, listening to the show until you get the calls, but you have to have a screener. you have to have a screener because if you don't have the screener, Oh my goodness. All kind of bad things. Can, <laughs> all kind of bad things can happen. You know, if you don't have the screener, so we're going to be taking calls uh, as soon as the vaccine is, on the ready, it looks like they're on the ready. It's on the steady. Um, the, um, let's see, two-thirds. We're looking at um, people saying that... Um, I, this, is, this is coming across the wires. This is coming across the wires. And it's all in relationship to Joe Biden's health and is he fit and all this kind of thing. Fake news, latest fake news. I got to stop what I got to stop the flow of what I was saying to deal with this. The president is now having to dismiss uh, accusations or uh, speculations that he claims that he had a series of many strokes. You see, this is, this is, this is, it's predictable though. It's very predictable why they're doing this and what they're doing as far as this is concerned. It's very predictable. Not surprised at all that this is the way that they would want to play this. Very predictable. And of course, the president is denying all this. The theory that Trump may have had a medical incident is related to an unscheduled visit. He made to Walter Reed last year, according to a new book from New York Times. Oh, here we go. Michael Schmidt. Schmidt mentions that Vice President Mike Pence was put on standby in case the president became incapacitated at any time during his visit to the hospital. Well, Friends, um, I believe the protocol is anytime the president goes in for a medical procedure, a medical uh, visit or something like that, the vice president is always on standby. The vice president is on standby anyway. The vice president is always on standby. He's the vice president. His job is to be ready. But that's the latest in fake news is that and they're doing that, of course, because Joe Biden did, in fact, have, and this may come. This may be coming to light about Joe Biden's aneurysm, and the president's right. It never ends. (laughs) It's it is laughable because it never ends. Um, So Joe Lockhart, CNN's Joe Lockhart, suggests that uh, the president had a series of many strokes fake news uh, Walter Reed's uh, president's doctor Walter Reed immediately uh, debunked such an idea do you see how they're going to play it everything they say about you with them it's real Joe Biden did have an, an aneurysm that incapacitated him and I really believe that's when Joe became a little bit different. Joe became different after all of that. We're well, we going to talk about it a little bit later on. Uh, in uh, Next week, we'll talk about it a little bit later on. And yeah, uh, at the bottom of the hour, we're going to have president of FreedomWorks, Adam Brandon, coming. But do you see how this never ends? It never ends, And don't you think that once the election is over, it will end? Now, there might be a shift in who the Democrats are going to have to be after November 3rd election, especially if Trump wins as big as I'm uh, believing he's going to win. And I believe he's going to win big. I believe up until... Perhaps uh, the middle of October. And we may begin to see the waning of Joe Biden then, before, way before then. We're about to cr- uh, cross over into September. And um, I believe that, um, well, we have crossed. This is the first day. Of- we've crossed over into September. We just need to start living September. Temperatures need to start cooperating. And I see that they're going to. Fall is coming. Changing of the seasons is coming. The only thing we need to do is maintain the guard. Are you hearing me? What we need to do is maintain the guard. We can't change the guard. Keep the guard that we have, but to let the season change. But maintain our vigilance. Maintain the president, maintain the Senate, take back the House. And we will be back on track to sanity. If we lose this fight, then the type of chaos that you are witnessing, you will continue to witness. Except the pushback will be coming from citizens. Yeah. You will actually see a revolt in ways that you have never seen them before. If we lose, we will be able, we will have a mandate people by the American people to restore law and order. If we win. Is that what you want? You do want us to restore law law and order. Right. So if that's what you want, if you want law and order to be restored, if you don't want to be fearful. Of being able to live in your own community, if you don't want to be fearful of that restore law and order because if Joe Biden becomes president law and order will go out the window by necessity the very platform that they stand on dictates that and then you will see Americans rise up And take back the country. We have. Either way the election goes. We have difficult days ahead of us. Difficult days ahead of us. Now. We saw just a few days ago how extreme things can be one of a a Trump supporter was shot to death in the state of Washington Seattle why no good reason no good reason whatsoever and you're going to see Americans growing very very weary of that type of fear over expression. We, we ran away from that back in 1776. And what you are witnessing are people who are trying to bring us, wrestle us back to. That. Being afraid to express thought. Start on college campuses. We're best to uh, change the idea of expressing thought than on college campuses. It used to be a place of ideas. Expressing ideas. But no more. College students are so immune or so uh, immune. To free thought. That they are intimidated by anything that's. Not what they've always heard, man. You know the the joy of going to college. Is, I remember the first years that I was in college. I had a, a history professor, um, and I, I still sing his praises to this day. And in fact, he changed my life. He really did. Uh, his name was Milton, Doctor Milton Fenley, LSU, LSU S, and. Um, Dr. Milton Finley um, was there in the fall of um, 1974. I was a freshman in in college. He was my um, history professor. It was the, I had heard the history before in one way from, you know, all types of teachers, you know, some were black, some were white, some were liberal. I'm sure some were conservatives, especially in Shreveport. In fact, everybody in Shreveport, whites and blacks in Shreveport, regardless of what your um, political standing or label may have been, you were most likely um, conservative in your views. And that's way Shreveport was when I was coming along. That's where the South was, still is in, in cases, except we've been taught to believe that we're, we're not that way. But Dr. Fenley shared fresh, new ideas that I had not been exposed to before. And that was the bonus of being challenged by ideas. That were foreign, and if you were raised right and balanced, like I was, uh, my pastor, uh, Doctor Edward Jones, was a great mind, a great teacher himself. In fact, that's how Doc started out; he was a teacher. You know, I was able to weigh ideas against what I normally and had always been taught, and it was exciting. Let's get back to that. Can we? I don't know if we can. But we can certainly give it the old college try. I'm CL. After uh, this break, uh, we'll, shortly we'll have Adam Brandon. <music>
2: It high. our hearts are bowing in
1: CL, back with you on this great day, in this great day, in this great land of America, the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is I want to thank each and every one of you, as always, for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation. want to thank our friends out in Utah, uh, loving Liberty. want to thank them for uh, bringing us into their family. I'll be out there uh, in a few weeks, in a couple of weeks, uh, with them. I think I'm uh, there on the 19th at Liberty Hall in Ogden, Utah. And my good friend Kathy Smith. Um, will be welcoming me and be my host, be my uh, host. And uh, she has been my host before, and she has always been just absolutely fabulous. Looking forward to being with my friends in the great state of Utah. Be down in Palm Beach with you all um, tomorrow and Thursday. We'll be down in Palm Beach, works. Uh, sending me down there. I'll be there in Palm Beach looking forward to seeing all of you there. Be on the road quite a bit uh, these next few months, for the next couple of months because of the things we must accomplish, the things we must get done here in such a short period of time. And my um, guess that I'll be bringing on here in just about... Uh, a minute, minute and a half will be Adam Brandon and Adam Brandon is the president of freedomworks freedomworks dot org go to freedomworks dot org and become a part of a movement that is indeed dedicated to educating and of course, mobilizing the largest grassroots. Uh, organization or m- uh, movement that the country has known been doing a very good job of that uh, he also is going to tell us uh, about uh, this pause politics it's a campaign that freedom works has going on pause politics and um, want to know and see what that is all about and we're going to talk about that with adam brandon here coming up in just uh a couple of minutes in fact i'm going to go ahead uh, go ahead and grab grab adam and uh go ahead go ahead and get him on the line and folks let me tell you something this is the most important time for us to be alive and america itself is in fact at that point where we must make a decision you do you do know that it is the weight of the final straw that breaks the camel's back we do not want to get to that point someone who has been very active in helping us stay away from the tipping point of america is my friend and the president of uh, perhaps the largest grassroots organization in the nation. He is uh, also a champion of freedom. He has proven that both in deed and in his current work. Adam Brandon, welcome back to the C.L. Bryan Show. How are you, friend?
3: C.L., it's great to be on the program.
1: Glad that you're there, Adam. There's, there's one thing I want to lead off in our conversation with, and that is pause politics. Adam, that's a campaign of Freedom Works. Tell us all about it.
3: <laughs> it is because it's every time. It's I, like, like you, like probably all your listeners. It is getting more and more frustrating to turn the news on. I've got a a text thread with my best friends from high school. And these are guys I've known since 1994, maybe. And we've remained close ever since then. And I have to say, for like all five of us, our relationships are getting strained over politics. Yeah. And it's not even that we're that different. It's just everything has become politicized. And what I can tell is that when we talk together, the, f- the fun of the conversations are gone because of the heaviness The situations that we find ourselves in today. Yeah. Uh, Some of my friends are Republicans. Some of them are Democrats. You know, historically, we haven't. You know, we've 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 argued a little bit here, there, but it's just gotten to the point where we need time off. And so, what our pause politics campaign is about is we've got this beautiful holiday coming up of Labor Day. What a fantastic day to put your phones down, turn the cable news off. And just spend time with your friends and your family. Have a beer with your neighbors. But what we're also asking people to do is during this day, take a picture of yourself having fun, having a drink with your with your kids, with your friends, and, and put, you know, put it up on this, on the, you know, share it around so that we can we can show that America, the common fiber that makes America, is still great. And then, if you could go one step further, we're also asking people, and I've got a little list of folks. Any relationship that has been strained by politics, any dear loved one that you've had or old close friend that you've had, maybe this Labor Day we could just stop talking about politics for a day and then we could you know find time to connect with those folks. Now, I plan on talking about politics every other day between now and November 3rd. But one day this year, I'm going to commit to make sure that we just clear the decks on politics and spend time with our friends and family.
1: Let's clear the decks on about politics, at least for one day, September 7th, September 7th. Put that on your calendar. Let's take the time to celebrate one another as Americans. FreedomWorks is leading the way. FreedomWorks.org. FreedomWorks.org. Go there. Find out more about uh, this organization. Hey, so. Yes, Adam. So-
3: this just hurts my soul to say this, but I, you know, we, if you visited my brand new home, we were very proud to put an American flag up. But it broke my heart when one of our neighbors, uh, who's a close friend of ours, uh, her, her, her husband said that they're not going to put an American flag up because he's too scared, it's too political. Wow. Wow. Can you imagine that's where we are today when people who love this country are just like, you know, I'm not, that's a political, it is, it is the one symbol that's supposed to be above politics. I know in my family, we had people you know, that served in our foreign wars um, and That was the one symbol that was supposed to bring us all together. Republicans and Democrats won World War II, not Republicans or
1: Democrats. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely right. And you know, Adam, what's spilling out into the streets of America is also very ugly. And you experienced some of that firsthand. You and our good friend and colleague, Phil Bell. And folks, you'd like Phil. Believe me. But tell us about that, Adam. That has to be the most horrifying thing experienced that a person, a man can experience is being taken on by a maddening mob talk to us about it
3: right and you know i i i've read about this in other countries i've read about this in history taking place but i just didn't think that was part of what we were today look we've been at freedom works rallies and events where protesters have come and it's gotten hot there's no doubt about it but there it was always safe in the sense that you could take a step back there would be police around. Or if you see a political, you know, something that's getting a little edgy, you could take a long walk, go around the block to get away from it. But I was invited to hear the president's uh, RNC closing speech at the White House. And when I left CL, the, the DC police set up a perimeter around the White House so that cars couldn't drive in. And I'm sure that's to prevent Agitators, or people from ramming a crowd, or or, or a terrorist bringing in a weapon—any of that—I understand. But, but the police set up this perimeter, but they didn't get out of their cars. Wow! Or at least the area I was in—they were there were nowhere to be seen because they were several blocks away. So when I left the White House, the White House was incredibly secure, obviously. But the minute you left the gates, it was like a movie—like leaving the fortress. And you were in the wilds. You were you had no protection. And as soon as I walked out, and I walked out with a small group when they unlocked they unlocked the gate and let a bunch of us out and then shut the gate behind us. And it was a cold you know, it was it was a scary, cold sound to hear that gate
1: lock because there was no going back. <laughs> and then you were immediately
3: greeted by an incredibly angry, angry mob. And I came home. I, I remember CLI I finally ran the gauntlet. It took me about 15 minutes to get through everything. But when I finally got to my car, I was shaking so bad. It took me probably 10 minutes just to sit there and try and calm down wow. so I could drive out. Because wow. my, my hands were shaking so bad. And then I got one of the reasons I left, I was like, I got to get out of here before that mob comes down here and beats me in my car. Wow. So it was that scary. And, you know, and, fr- and, and, that night I got home, I went right on Twitter. I saw all kinds of videos from other people, not me, but I saw other people who had the exact same experience. Wow. And and I'll tell you what that is, just so your listeners can put, try and put yourself in my shoes. You would take a step, you would have a couple people get in your face about an inch or two away with bullhorns wow. screaming stuff in your face. You'd have someone in front of you poking you in your chest, and then you'd have someone behind you um, getting back up, pushing you from behind. It was a complete sensory overload. And then you'd kind of get free of that group, and another one would latch on to you. And the fight or flight starts getting triggered in your body. Um, But you know if you start to fight, you are so outnumbered. Yeah, that you would that there is you just got to try and you know I've got a little baby on the way. Yeah, it was my responsibility to get myself out of the situation, and you can understand why why there's starting to be these shootings that start to pop up.
1: You know what, Adam? It sounds terrifying. It's that people you you get you get scared. It sounds as though you were actually assaulted. You you, there was you were spat on. You were pushed. You were poked. You were assaulted, and the police. They did not. Wow. 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 Adam.
3: Nowhere to be seen. And it wasn't just me. And yeah, you look at all the videos. There's a video of a guy walking, caught up himself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Some protester came up from behind him and just cold clocked him and knocked him out. And, uh, you know, you saw the videos of Rand Paul. Now, he did have some police, but even the police officers were getting shoved. And, you know, that and then I read in the Washington Post the next day was a mostly peaceful demonstration. You know, CL, they, they, these protesters erected a guillotine, you know, straight French Revolution outside the White House. Can you imagine during the Tea Party days yeah. if we would have put a guillotine up outside Barack Obama's White House, what the media would
1: say? Oh, my goodness. Frankly, they would have called it a
3: peaceful protest.
1: Oh, my, Adam, they would have tarred and feathered, boiled us in oil if that had occurred. But you saw a guillotine, uh, a, 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 a resemblance of a guillotine, a replica of a guillotine outside the White House. Folks, this is why we must take America back. Listen, Adam... Give us an idea of what America looks like, either way. Do, do do when do we go back to a semblance of normalcy, even with the defeat of Corona? Do we ever see the America that we saw first?
3: You know, what has to happen is people have to start saying. You know, you get so cowed into saying and in not saying things right now, and um, I think you know it's the, the hardest thing for me right now to see is this whole the phrase Black Lives Matter. I obviously believe that every every life matters, every black life matters. I will sign on to that every day with my with all my being. But when you look at the noun, Black Lives Matter, the capital letters, what the organization stands for, uh, the supporters, when you go on their website, they will out and out say that this, this is a Marxist-oriented group. Um, there is a paragraph that I read when I went to their website that was describing that they don't believe in the nuclear family.
1: Yeah, that's and, true.
3: And they this this is what they straight up say. So when you start to say like, "Yes, I believe Black Lives Matter," of course, but then when you start to say, "I, I you know I believe in the organization Black Lives Matter," and you start signing up for that goal, that is a radical change of our entire our entire civilization.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: And I think that we're all we're all scared, too scared to say anything. We, I think what you, at some point we, there needs to be the general enough is enough. You know, you know, racism is not welcome. Race, you know, we had a we had some horrible parts to our past, but this is not. That doesn't define the country. What defines the country is these struggles that overcame, and where we are today, and what what we're able to do with the blessings of liberty and freedom. That's what defines America, not parts of cherry picked parts of our past.
1: Not. Cherry picked parts of our past is where our definitions of America is found. Adam Brandon is my guest, president of FreedomWorks. FreedomWorks dot org. Adam, I have about uh, three minutes left in this segment. I'd like for you, to stay with me for a couple of minutes um, past the past the break, if you can. Sure. Uh, Adam, I, I I want to talk about uh, the goals of an organization like freedom works in times like these what type of course does a president set for an organization like freedom you
3: know the main goal we could do is give people hope and you give people hope by showing them that there is a way forward and the way we like to show people a way forward is by training them to get involved in our process i think there's nothing more empowering uh, there's nothing less empowering than watching the news and getting frustrated. There's nothing more empowering than when you start to get involved and we teach you how to do things like reach out to your local officials, go visit a congressman, uh different you we know, train people directly on how to use social media to get make their voice heard. When you empower people it makes them feel a lot better. I mean, going back to my experience, the most terrifying part of walking out of that White House was I was completely out of power. I was I was at the mercy of the mob. If they decided to beat me, they would beat me. If they let me go, they let me go. I was out of my control. But when, and that's what I think, that's when depression and anger, that's when those emotions take hold of us, is when we feel disempowered. In an organization like Works, our goal is to empower people who want to take a step and say, look, this is go this is this is going too far this is you know this is not the country that that we we're trying to live up to be and that's what we're trying to do at freedom works
1: i uh, want to go through the scenario the steps of evolution that you and i have both seen with freedom works adam from the time of the grassroots movement 11 years ago this september can you imagine that adam 11 years ago up until this point in time what does that look like when the CL Bryant Show returns with Adam Brandon, president of Freedom Works, we're going to examine uh, that evolution, the part that Freedom Works has played in that evolution, and also where does grassroots activism go from 2020 forward? I also want to ask uh, the president of Freedom Works, Adam Brandon, who is my special guest now, about uh, the marked differences between the two campaigns, both Biden and Trump. And, of course, my friends, the importance of your vote. We will be back with more of the C.L. Bryant Show. If you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, be sure to download free uh, the C.L. Bryant Show app. If you're traveling through Times Square, about a block away from where they dropped the big ball, is the iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not. Above that iconic building is the Talk Monster Billboard. That is Red State Talk, the largest talk platform in the nation and the most listened to around the globe. Uh, The C.L. Bryant Show pops up there every hour, and old C.L.'s face looking right back at you. Thank you for making our show as popular as it has become around our country. Adam and I are both going to talk about our experiences of talking to uh, Newsmax, Uh, he yesterday and myself uh, this uh, morning. Be sure to go to FreedomWorks freedomworks FreedomWorks.org And become a part of a movement Of educating and mobilizing The largest grassroots effort in America I'm CL This is the CL Bryan Show I'm on with my good friend And my president of FreedomWorks Adam Brandon Be right back Don't go anywhere You thought I was worth saving so you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for. So
2: you satisfy. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio.
1: God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. Yes, I do stand up for it every time, and I will continue to do it. Adam was um, saying that um, relatives of his have fought. In uh, the World Wars, my father World War Two, grandfather World War One, great grandfather Spanish American War, and I have a great affinity, a great love for the American flag. It's in my DNA, and it's certainly in Adam's DNA. He actually reenacts and reen- was, at least was before he became president, a reenactor of uh, uh, the the wars and so forth, uh, Revolutionary War in particular. Adam Brandon, my special guest. Adam, um, we have an election coming up. America is uneasy. It's at unrest. It's at great unrest. Either way this election goes, do you expect that unrest to continue? Uh, how do you see? How are you seeing that?
3: You know, CL, I do. Uh, just because it's such a divided nation, and no matter what the result is going to be, you're going to have so many such a significant number of people who are upset with the result. One of the biggest problems I think we're facing is that we're continuing to change our election laws in the process of an election. So a lot of people, no matter what happens, are going to feel that the election was rigged, that the votes were stolen, that there was, there was impropriety. And that all goes back to that when you start screwing around with election law, while, right, while the election is actually happening, no good can come from that. Um, so that being said, like we are heading into a, a season that's going to be, um, like I, I've actually we usually have an election party at Freedom Works, but I decided to, that we're not going to have one this year because if Trump wins the election, I'm scared for the office and our employees' safety in D.C. If there, if, if you know, if when President Trump wins re-election. And if if Trump does not win re-election, you're going to have a significant number of conservatives and people like me who are going to look at all the voter irregularities that are going to happen surrounding the weakening of these election laws. So, and then frankly, I doubt we'll know the, the outcomes for, for very much on Election Day because— There's going to be legal challenges, and there's going to be recounts, and then there's going to be, is this ballot valid or not? So it's it's not, it's a scary, disappointing time in our history. I do believe we will get through eventually, Um, but but I think
1: there's going to there may be some more carnage um, along the way. Then Adam, does that change the approach? Of activism, uh, everyone has noticed that Freedom FreedomWorks has become more of a media company, and it's become very yeah. successful at right. that. So talk to us about that. Well, so
3: much about the, the political battles today. We do grassroots, but there's the on-the-ground grassroots that we do, but then Uh, We were very fortunate that we had this very robust online portion, 5 million people on Facebook, 300,000 on Twitter, 100,000 on Instagram. Uh, When when we were routinely, when we talked to the social media platforms, we have one of the most active communities around. Uh, So when we we had to postpone all of our grassroots on-the-ground events, we still had such a significant amount uh, to be able to do online uh, so that will continue. So in that sense, we view ourselves as a kind of a media company because so much of winning the message is about winning it on social media. And uh, because, by the way, the normal media, I'm sure all your listeners are aware of it. We talked about earlier my experience with the protesters, the, the, the violent protesters outside of uh, the RNC at the White House. I think when, you, the, when, the, when the mainstream press calls it, you know, just a peaceful demonstration. Um, The the last couple months we have been savagely attacked in the major newspapers and for stories that were inaccurate, that we would actually send point by point letters back to the different newspapers saying, this is what was wrong. This is what was not us. This is what you need to fact check. And uh, so we can't rely on the mainstream media to push our message out. That's why it's this word of mouth and friends passing information to friends It's just so important, us being able to get
1: our message out. It's great that uh, we have a visionary at the helm like you are at this point in time. You foresaw that uh, media being important to uh, the future of FreedomWorks, Freedomworks freedomworks.org. All of you go there, and folks, I certainly... Uh Adam I want to thank you for coming on with me. I want to give you the last word is the there a parting word for America as we head toward this Labor Day where well, we hope that you join us in uh, taking a step back. Let's celebrate one another and hey, let's pause politics at least for that one day. Adam, you got the last word.
3: Just one day, we're asking people to pause politics and send a picture back to us, take a screenshot of you having fun with your friends and family with a big old smile on your face. There just hasn't been enough of that. Uh, But there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I do believe, I I believe in our values, and I believe in what made this country a strong, great nation. Uh, Those, we're being tested right now, but it seems throughout history, every generation, you do have to test the strength of the social fabric. And if people get involved, the only reason that we have these problems right now is that there's so there's just not enough people involved. We always hear that phrase throughout history, the silent majority. Well, it's time for the silent majority to not be so silent and be, not become passive, but become active participants. I remember hearing a basketball coach yelling at a team once, and he said, look, guys, you have to be an active participant in your rescue, meaning... Yeah, it's going to be up to you to win the game in the third and fourth quarters if you want to win this basketball game. And I think it's the same thing with our democracy. If you if You have to be an active participant in the salvation of the nation. And that that's not being passive and just watching the news is not enough. You have to get involved.
1: Oh, man, that was really strong. Adam Brandon, you, America, have to be an active participant in your rescue. Adam, you know that you're going to hear that again coming out of my mouth somewhere (laughs) on the trail. No doubt about it. Continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will because you are fighting the good fight. Adam Brandon, thank you so much for being on with me. God bless you, man. And, and by all means, by all, give that wife of yours, Jackie. Give, us, give her a hug for me. You got it, CL. We'll talk to you soon. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. That was my good friend and president of Freedom Works, Adam Brandon. And uh, we wish him and his bride, Jackie, um, the absolute best and their baby, their uh, infant boy, I do believe, will be on his way. And uh, another patriot will be in America. You know, uh, folks, that which Adam had just said, I want you to let that marinate with you just a little bit. You must be an active participant in your own rescue. And the fact of the matter is... America, we are at that point where it is an SOS or it's over. We either we either rescue this thing or we spend the rest of our lives trying to save it from itself. Because I personally, I don't believe this. And I certainly hope that it, it is not true of us. But we're going to find out. We're going to find out in about 60 days, 62, 63 days, 62 days. We're going to find out. Yeah, this is um, how stupid we are. (laughs) Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, I don't know if any of you have ever had this experience, but you find yourself having done something just nutty, idiotic almost. And when you reflect on it and you realize the effects that it had on you missing certain marks and certain things that you uh, had wanted, to do and you you understand that that one thing that you chose to do hindered you kept you from making that those particular accomplishments it's almost a realization of how stupid you were at that point in time America what I am imploring you not to do, the situation that I am imploring you, asking you uh, please don't even uh, create the scenario where we would be asking ourselves how could we have been that stupid how, how, how could we have been that stupid is what you're wanting to avoid asking yourselves Americans how could we have been that stupid of course it's far from me to tell you who you're going to vote for or who you should vote for but I am saying to you that you do not want to ask yourself (laughs) six months after the Biden administration and quite frankly it very well could be the Harris administration six months in if their diabolical plans in my estimation go as planned who would be her vice president for a time it'd be Nancy Pelosi until she chose her one, you must participate in your own rescue. Words of Adam Brandon, President of Freedom Works, Washington D.C. Largest grassroots organization in the nation. We boast nearly six million. Activist on the ground, just like you. Five million Facebook, yeah, three hundred thousand Twitter, a hundred thousand Instagram, yeah, five million Facebook. 300,000 Twitter 100,000 Instagram go to freedomworks.org become a part of a movement be involved in your own rescue America I guess you know Adam I really like that (laughs) I really like that in fact that that, my friends, is good. Well, we've just about come down to the end of another show. I'm going to be on the road uh, here in these next um, few days. The show, of course, will be on daily, every day. And I want to thank all of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation daily right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryan, and it is me who is thanking God for our men and women in uniform. I thank God for this nation, and I pray that he will allow our hands and our fingers to defend it against the enemies of the republic. And I want to thank him for our ability still to speak our minds that's defended by our men and women in uniform. And until I'm able to talk to you again, my heartfelt desires that God will bless and keep you all.
2: I'm just a on this road.